Hello, I'm Bill Gates, chairman of Microsoft. I mean, you know, th this is a documentary about why this very rich man is actually, in addition to being a rich man, a very good person. You know, like, make no mistake, that is the thesis of this three-part series. And it's not even really about his charity work, although, of course, the charity work comes out. It's just about, like... The charity work is an extension of his big brain, yeah, be is the implication. The man can't stop solving problems and finding efficiencies. He finds more efficiencies, like, before breakfast than you and I are going to find in our lifetime. I mean, as much attention is devoted to his uh, famously harmonious marriage with Melinda Gates <laughs> as his charity work. <laughs> so even though this documentary is just, you know, it's, I mean, it's less than two two years old, it is really an incredible time capsule into what the Bill Gates uh, mythos really looked like for most people until a few weeks ago. And I mean, I, you know, I don't want to exaggerate the, the PR crisis Bill Gates is in. He's got a lot of money. Uh, I'm sure he will rebrand or find a way to bury at least some of this stuff. But as boring as the documentary was, and I, you know, I agree with you about that. I mean, it is awful. Um, <laughs> I do think it was worth watching for that reason, because this is Bill Gates as Bill Gates wants to be seen. It's like if David Brent had actually gotten to dictate that interview like he wanted to, you know, put Bill Gates as refreshingly relaxed for a man with such responsibility. You know, when this documentary does engage in any kind of like uh, quote unquote criticism of Bill Gates, it's like that kind of criticism you get in a horoscope where it's like you're a caring person, but sometimes you let people get too close or like when when in a job interview, they ask you like, what do you think your weaknesses are? And you reply, well, you know, yeah, sometimes I care too much. I have a tendency to be too detail oriented and sometimes that can bog me down. You know, when we first talked about uh, doing this interview, um, you know, I, I want to turn now to, to kind of vaccines and, and Bill Gates and all that mm -hmm. stuff. When we first talked about doing the interview, you know, uh, Bill Gates was in the midst of this media tour where he was pushing uh, the idea that uh, the sharing of, of patents for the various uh, COVID vaccines would, would essentially do nothing to increase their production or do, to Brown expedite people their... can't make vac vaccines. That was that was the that was the subtext. Yeah, I mean that that was uh, that was really the argument. Um, you know, he yeah. said at one point the thing that's holding back uh, things back in this case is not intellectual property. And you know, he went on to talk about how well there aren't fact there aren't just factories sitting in India we can use and stuff. Which um, you know, I, I've uh, looked into that. Various people have looked into that. It's I mean, it's not even true. There's latent production. India has capacity. the world's could be hardest. largest vaccine factory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. But so you know. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, you know, um, a, a little uh, a little later on about Gates's kind of wider relationship to IP. But since there have been a number of developments, um, you know, since we initially spoke, you know, the, uh, Gates getting divorced, I suppose, being one, um, uh, uh, the Biden administration, um, you know, announcing that it's it's going to back this temporary waiver to um, the the uh, the patent rights, uh, the IP rights for the vaccines. Um, I wanted to just uh, lay out a little bit Gates's role, um, you know, uh, in the pandemic, his relationship to the pandemic a little bit. Earlier this month, you remarked uh, that the single individual who, who's done the most to get us um, to a situation of global vaccine apartheid was, was Bill Gates. Can you expand on that uh, a little sure. bit? How, how do we get here and, and, and kind of what was Gates's role in all this? So there's this to understand you kind of have to understand where he's coming from as this kind of ideological faith in ip 
and you know it's it's kind of like a an extension of the financialization market that like you can you can have this kind of uh white collar thing that you do which is to just come up with the ideas and then the ideas can be like licensed out to someone else who'll do the work you know it's like the you know, like Tim Ferriss's, uh, you know, early 2000s book, The Four Hour Work Week, right? Like that you can just, you can just be like, you can lie in a hammock and come up with ideas and other people will pay you rent on your ideas. And there's this idea that like somehow this, this produces this like optimal outcome. Like if you do it long enough, everything will be great. It's that one of those kind of, I don't know, Chicago-y, like invisible handy kind of yeah. ideas where, you know, it'll just produce this like self-correcting system of innovation and something, something. And then, you know, step two, you know, question mark, step three profit. And uh, I think that there's a sense among the advocates for that, that it's a pretty fragile belief, right? That like, it's, 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 it's this as a mind palace, it's, it's made it of, uh, you know, pretty, pretty easily shattered glass and uh, that there's a lot of evidence that it's not great, right? That it just, it just ends up like hurting a lot of people, people in the global South, people in rich countries, uh, people it's supposed to serve. Um, and, you know, every time you get these patent trolls or whatever, you know, like it just, it puts the whole enterprise in bad odor. And they have this kind of all out defense that anything that might weaken IP as an idea that just that idea that there are people who are uh, who, who's who are such brain geniuses that their ideas will generate rents uh, that will make us all better off. But they they must be nurtured and, you know, cared for and respected. And anything that anything that smacks of like disrespecting this idea just has to be snuffed out immediately. And I think Gates is one of those people. I think Gates just is just like, I'm going to, and I, and there's probably some nexus there with software. Cause like software is like the, you know, the product, the, the invisible product of the mind and it travels at the speed of light and it self operates and all this other stuff. So it kind of, it, it, it lends itself to that ideology, maybe in the same way that you had like industrial factory owners who like to think of Taylorism and the idea of reducing workers to machine parts that were deterministic and not like enlightened act, uh, owners like uh, Jeff Bezos, who understands <laughs> that you have to rotate your workers' muscle groups according to an algorithm. Uh, and and yeah, you've uh, got you've got to you've got to uh, you've got to like have them do mindfulness training and stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the thing is that you don't want your worker if your workers' knees blow out after two weeks, that's the waste of a worker. What you want to do is apply even wear to all of their joints so you get a full year <laughs> out of them before they're no longer fit for service. That's just economic rationality. 